Hello, my friend. Welcome to the It's Happening For Me podcast. If you're obsessed with all things spirituality, personal growth and development, and living as your highest self, you are in the right place. I am your host, Alyssa, and I spent the majority of my teenage years and young 20s living totally out of alignment. As I started to question my patterns and behaviors and actually got to know myself at the soul level, I realized that everything was happening for me. Now, as a spiritual life coach and human design guide, I am here to share my voice, personal stories, human design wisdom, and learn from incredible individuals living their purpose. Join me each week as we walk the spiral path of purpose together. I cannot wait to dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to the It's Happening For Me podcast. I am your host, Alyssa, and I am so happy you're here with me today. Happy Pisces season. Oh my goodness. George's birthday is on the 22nd, so I'm so excited for this Pisces season. If you're a Pisces, happy birthday season. If you have someone in your life that's a Pisces, happy birthday season to them. Oh my gosh. So today I am so excited to talk about a topic that has really transformed me and has helped me so much in achieving the goals and, you know, the desires that I have for my life. And once I really figured out how to work with this topic that we're going to be diving into, like everything changed for me. And it's now one of my favorite things to work with because without doing this work, I feel like we will just continue to stay stuck in our life and not really understand why things aren't changing. So today we are going to be talking about the subconscious mind. Oh my gosh. So I love this topic so much and it's crazy because when I look back on my life and I think about you know, certain goals that I've had that I've actually accomplished before knowing anything about how the subconscious mind works, I realized that I was working at that level. And then when I think back to like the past couple of years and things that I have been wanting to do in my business or my fitness journey or just certain things, certain goals, personal goals that I have in health or relationships, it's like I look back and I think like, why wasn't I able to achieve these certain things? And it's because my subconscious mind was not on board yet with what I wanted to do. So I think this is going to be super helpful and this is probably going to be a shorter episode, but I also just wanted to tie in how I believe human design, gene keys, and the Akashic records, which you guys know are my favorite spiritual tools for transformation. I want to talk about how these are so incredible when it comes to the subconscious mind. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that, but okay. So let's just get into it. So the subconscious mind, it really makes up about 95% of our brain activity. So this includes like habits, patterns, automatic body function, creativity, emotions, personality, beliefs, values, cognitive biases, long-term memory. All of that is really controlled by the subconscious mind. So if you think about like the most common picture that I see people describe this is if you think about an iceberg, right? So if you think about an iceberg in the middle of the ocean, you see the top of it sticking out of the water. That's about 5% of your mind, which is conscious. So those are like things that we're consciously aware of. And then if you look at the whole iceberg below the water that we can't even see, that's 95% of the rest of that iceberg represents our unconscious mind, the subconscious mind. And so that is part of our mind that is pre-programmed 
And that is what we are running off of. That is what our habits and our patterns are running off of day in and day out. So if you think back to, if you think about like your commute, if you drive to work each morning, you're most likely going to go the same route every single time, right? And you don't have to think about what street do you turn left on? Where do you turn right? Where What freeway do you take? It's already a pattern that you're so used to that it's just automatic. That's why you can drive to work and get to work. And then you know how sometimes you're like kind of spacing out or like you're thinking about something else and you're like, oh my God, I don't even remember driving right now. Like, how did I get here? You know, because you weren't even paying attention to it. It was just automatic. Or if you think about maybe... Or if you think about other things that you're so used to doing the same exact way, you're not necessarily thinking about how to do it. Your body's just doing it. Same with breathing. Like we don't have to think or tell ourselves to breathe. Our body is just automatically breathing because that's something that our body is just automatically taking care of. We don't have to think about it. So we're also running off of these automatic patterns and beliefs all of the time and we're not even really aware of it. Okay. And so what is so fascinating is that if you want to have a new goal or a new dream, right? And you're really excited about it. Maybe it's like, okay, I want to really work on my health journey this year. And so I'm committing to eating healthy and I'm committing to going to the gym three times a week, right? So say if you're working with a coach who is just working with you only at a behavioral level. So they're like, okay, like, great. You're going to go to the gym three times a week. I want you to just plan out the days that you're going to be going. Are you going before work? Are you going after work? Okay, great. Make sure you pack your gym bag ahead of time. So you have everything ready. Um, Maybe like set an alarm on your phone to remind you, like they're giving you these behavioral tips of how to do it. Right. So maybe that works for like the first week. Maybe it works for the second week. Maybe you have accountability and you have to check in with the coach. And so that adds some extra motivation because you don't want to let them down and you know you don't want to feel like embarrassed or feel bad for like not doing what you said you're going to do so maybe it works for a couple weeks but then maybe something starts kicking in and like you just end up not going anymore and maybe this is something that always happens to you like maybe you buy a gym membership every single year you plan to go you go maybe once a week maybe or maybe twice like two weeks and then you just stop going right and The problem is that when you're making these plans on a purely behavioral level, you're not taking into account the programs that you already have and the beliefs that you already have about yourself on a subconscious level. And those, when they're not incongruent with each other, there's no way that you're going to be sustainably, you're going to be able to sustainably keep on like doing that new habit if if your subconscious is not on board. And so the work would then be to figure out, okay, like what is the subconscious program that I'm running on? Or what is this limiting belief that I have about myself um, that I'm just like not aware of? That's just running on the background. And that is going to take over all of my conscious thoughts. Like that is the most powerful thing. That is what we run off of. And so we want to identify like, okay, what is the limiting belief or the subconscious belief that I have so that I can change it and so that I can do subconscious work to install a new belief. And, you know, there's different practices and there's different 
techniques that you can do for this to change your subconscious mind. So now you have everything working in your power and it's just easy. Like it doesn't have to feel like an uphill battle. It just becomes who you are. And that's really where we want to be. And that's where we want to get to whenever we're trying to do something new. So another great example of this would be like when I Okay, so I worked with a business coach for a year. It was like a year-long program. And she would give us guidance on a behavioral level. So she taught us everything that she did that made her business successful. And this wasn't like um, a spiritually based business. It had nothing to do with human design or gene keys. So there wasn't any like um, individualization. It was very much just like, okay, this is exactly what I did to be successful. And now I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. If you follow these things, you should be successful too. And I mean, knowing now what I know about human design and gene keys, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't take a program like that again because I know that we're all so different. So like techniques or um, things that work so well for one person are not going to be the what works well for someone else. It's not going to be the same road to success. Everybody has a completely different road to success. But with that aside, let's just take into account the things that she, the homework that she would give us, for example, and why I just would never do it, even though I wanted to do it so bad and I wanted to be so successful in my business and I wanted to do whatever it took. But I had these subconscious beliefs that were not being addressed. And so I would not do the homework and therefore I would not see this um, success that was supposedly proven if I did the homework. So let's give an example. One of the examples was, oh, okay, to be um, successful in business, you need to go live on Instagram once a week. Okay. So like create a show on Instagram, go live once a week. Um, This is your homework, do that. And you will grow your audience. You will start showing them value. You know, you'll provide them with so much cool educational content. They'll get to know your personality. They'll get to know how you speak and like, they'll really like you. And that's how you build trust with an audience, right? For example, You guys, I cannot tell you how many times I'm like, okay, yeah, great. Like I'm going to go live on Instagram once a week. I'm going to have my own show. And then I would never do it. It's like I would maybe get ready and get ready to press the button to go live. And I would be in such a state of fear and dysregulation in my nervous system because the thought of going live on Instagram was so terrifying that I just wouldn't do it. And so there's like a self-sabotage factor. There's a factor of just not feeling safe in my body, which is another thing. Along with the um, subconscious work, it's also like nervous system regulation work that's very important. Anytime that you want to start a new um, goal or, you know, go forward on your dreams, it's like all of these things are very important beyond just the behavioral level of like, oh, go live. So... When I look at this and I identify, okay, what's really going on at the core level of my subconscious belief? Like, what is the actual belief that I have when I think about going live? Why does it scare me so much? And so if I was to break that down, it would be like, okay, well, I'm afraid that when I go live, I'm afraid that I'm not going to know what to say or like the words aren't going to come out properly. I'm going to sound stupid. Um, It's going to be so embarrassing. 
it's actually going to make people hate me and like they're not going to want to they're not going to think that I have any like educational value to bring because I'm just going to go completely blank I'm not going to know what to say and then if you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into like okay so what is that like what belief is that it really comes down to at the core of it of like being unworthy and just not believing in myself right so if I at the subconscious level don't believe in my speaking abilities to present information to my audience. Okay, so that's like a subconscious belief that is very strong. I truly do not believe that I could be successful at this thing. And then over here, consciously, I'm told and instructed to press play and go live. There's going to be this like non-congruence. It's not incongruent. The, the belief about myself and then the actual action of pressing play and going live is it's not in support of that. Like, I don't believe I can do it. And so I'm going to continuously self-sabotage. I'm not going to press play. Even, even if I want to so bad, it's an unconscious belief that I am not capable of doing it. So I will do everything in that. It, like everything will start happening to where like, I don't press play. Like, oh, I got really busy. Oh, like my hair doesn't look good enough today. Oh, but I don't have anything important to say today. I'll do it tomorrow. And you keep, I keep putting this off. So it, it's the same for you. If you think about like a goal that you have, like, oh, I want to go to the gym three times a week. Okay, cool. But then you keep coming up with excuses. Life keeps getting in the way. And that's because at some level you have an unconscious belief that you're not someone who is fit. You're not someone who goes to the gym. You are not someone who prioritizes their health. You're not worthy of prioritizing your health. You know, whatever it is for you, as you dig deeper, you would find out what that unconscious belief is. And the thing is, is that these are so sneaky and tricky because I thought that I was like very confident in the things that I wanted to talk about. So I'm like, why am I so scared to go live? If I feel very confident in the things that I have to share, if I feel very excited and passionate about human design and gene keys, it's like, why do I feel so scared to press play when I have proof that I have, in- I give incredible readings. Like I have seen so many people's lives transformed from this like juicy information. So it's like, why is that? And if I didn't take deeper or understand how the subconscious mind works, I would have never really got into the bottom of that. Like, why is that, that I don't want to go live? <clears throat> the other part of this is nervous system regulation. So if I am so terrified in my body, like I feel so scared, I'm in a the state of fight or flight when I think about pressing play, then of course I'm not going to do it. And even if I did do it, I would be in such a weird energy that, yeah, it wouldn't come out properly. Like probably the things that I had to say and the, um, the community, the, the community that I want to build, it probably just wouldn't come out right. And I wouldn't be in a good energy. And so it probably would go bad because I am not in a relaxed state. I'm not in a confident state. I'm in a very scared, like free state. Right. So The reason that I say this is because I made myself feel so guilty and so shitty for not taking this coach's advice and just pressing play and doing the weekly lives. I made it that I'm a failure, that I can't take directions from my coach. I made it that I'm a loser, that I can't just get over it and just press you know, live. I made it that uh, something's wrong with me. And so many times I think we can do this too. Like if you're on the fitness journey, oh, you make it that 
like if I was on my fitness journey and I just kept not going to the gym, oh, I can make up a story that I'm lazy. I can make up a story that I'm not disciplined, that I'm not motivated, that I'm not like other fit people. When really that's not the truth at all. It's just that we have so much momentum from our unconscious beliefs that are really holding us back from doing what we want. So it's like, okay, how do we fix that? Well, there's so many tools that we can do to work with the unconscious mind at the subconscious level to reprogram it. So I want to just walk you guys through really quickly this idea of like where to start and how that will trickle down to change your actual behavior, which changes the environment. So there's so many tools they can do for this. Hypnosis, you can do different meditations, um, you can do like belief changing techniques, anchoring, um, EFT tapping. I freaking love that. Emotional freedom techniques, tapping. Um, there's so many different things that you can do for this. Okay. But I want to walk you through how you actually change the subconscious mind. So there really is like a trickle down effect. If you think of it as like a triangle and we're starting at the top. Okay. So if we start at the top with purpose and then we go down to identity and then down to values, down to beliefs, down to potential, down to behaviors, and then down to environment, we can actually change everything at the very tippity top, which will trickle down and then change our behaviors, which then changes our environment. Because if we only try to change our behaviors at the base of that triangle of the pyramid without changing our identity and our values and our beliefs above it, the behaviors are not actually going to change. Like it's not going to be sustainable. And that's where we create those stories of like, I'm a failure. I can never do anything that I want. And so this should actually make you feel really good. This should actually make you feel like, oh my God, like nothing's wrong with me. I just need to go in and work on my subconscious mind. Like that's literally the greatest, the greatest takeaway that we can get is understanding that about ourselves. Okay. So I want you to think about this. There is, there's many different ways, like I said, that you can work on the subconscious mind. And I highly recommend working with a coach or a healer. You can do energy work. Um, like I said, there you can do any of those techniques that I talked about, plus so many more. Um, what I personally love to do with my clients is I love to walk them through their human design and gene keys. And then based off of what beliefs come up around like their purpose or whatever goal they want to work on, then I like to do tapping the emotional freedom technique, um, tapping on the new version of the person they want to be using actual gifts from their human design and gene keys. So like this is actually pulling in their unique gifts, their unique traits, their strengths. So it's not this like made up version of you it's actually really who you are at the core level. And so it just, I feel like it anchors it in so much better. And then another thing that I really love to do that I've learned from the Akashic Records is we can do what is called future potentials. So we can actually go into your records and see a future potential of you in this timeline, um, you know, living as your higher self in whatever, whatever timeline you're contemplating. So say if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. 
we can go into your records and pull out a future potential, which could be a one. There's so many infinite potentials, right? That you have. There's infinite opportunities for you to be and do so many different things. So we just pull out one that is like very empowering and positive. And then you get a, a like glimpse of this future version of yourself, right? Like living the life that you want to live. Then we look at the gap from where you are now to where you need to be. And then in that gap, we fill in the, it's kind of like a bridge. Like we fill in the bridge and we can work on the subconscious level through a guided meditation to basically bridge that gap. Okay. So then you can actually train the subconscious mind and change it to be this new version of yourself. And so it's really freaking fascinating and really fun. And another thing too about the subconscious mind is it really loves repetition. So I'm also going to teach you at the end of this episode, a really cool um, tool that I have used that is a thousand times better than a vision board that has helped me. I did it. I did this. Like I looked at it every single year. I'm going to teach you about a mind movie, how to make a mind movie, but I made a mind movie movie for myself in 2022, I think. And I watched it for almost an entire year and I pretty much have accomplished everything on my mind movie. And so it's way more powerful than just a vision board. But anyways, so now you kind of get the gist of why if there's something that you really want to do and you're just like, why can't I do it? Or for me, like eating healthy, it's like, okay, I want to be someone who eats healthy and nutritious foods because I want my body to feel energized and I want to have a lot of like energy and I want to make sure my cells feel nourished and that I'm in optimal health. You know, like I want to take care of my vessel, but for some reason I keep going back to the foods that are not the healthiest for me. And it's like, why do I keep doing this? Well, there's something on a subconscious level that I'm running off of. And it's like, I need to change that. And so I think I talked about this on the the last, um, the last episode, but that's something that I worked on in my Akashic Records training um, last week was going in and, you know, changing this and creating a new identity of a person who eats healthy. And so it's just so cool how there's so many different ways that we can do this in tools. But if we're not even aware of this, like if, if we don't even understand that we're just automatically running off of habits and patterns from our subconscious mind and it's running the show, then there's, there's no way that we can actually um, have sustainable change. So this is just so exciting. So this is why I think that human design and gene keys are freaking life-changing when it comes to the subconscious mind. So <clears throat> when you look at your human design body graph, right, and you're looking at the centers that you have. So your centers are related to the chakra system. If you have a, they're the shapes in your body graph. So if you have a shape that is colored in, any colored in shapes are defined. And that means you produce your own consistent energy here. And so you always have access to this energy. Like that is a strength of yours. You always have it. Um, and that is, you know, other people are influenced by you in those areas. Now, anywhere in your human design centers that are white that means that these are undefined or open. And so you take in and amplify the energy of others around you in these areas, okay? And so what's so cool is that the whole point of human design is 
you know, making us aware of where are we conditioned? And it's not even just around the centers. It's about type. You know, types are so conditioned. For example, projectors are conditioned to believe that they're lazy. Projectors are conditioned to believe that, oh, if I can't keep up with um, my peers or with my counterparts who maybe have access to sacral energy and the fact that I need rest and the fact that I'm really only here to do like a couple of hours of like really solid work and then really rest and, you know, prioritize my energy and take care of my self-care, they're programmed to believe from society, from their families that they're lazy, that they're not good enough because they can't keep up. And so that's something they're constantly fighting through, right? Or if we think about manifestors, manifestors are here to be initiators. They are here to not ask for permission. They are here to be bold. They are here to initiate change, to make great moves in our world. And oftentimes as children, manifestors are conditioned to be quiet, to sit down, to follow the rules, you know, to don't think outside the box. You need to stay in line. Um, And so they often adapt coping mechanisms of being people pleasers and like always asking for permission or seeking permission from others where really they're here to just do the opposite and they're here to initiate stuff. Like they're not here to ask permission from anyone. They're here to make the change, be the change, like be these like bold, rebellious souls, right? And so what's really cool is that if someone went through their whole life not knowing anything about human design and just not understanding why, and this is say a manifester, right? A manifester just doesn't understand why things are just not in alignment. They don't understand why they feel so angry all the time because they aren't initiating, you know, they're following the rules. They're trying to follow all of the rules and fit in and just be quiet and, you know, not be too much. And they don't understand why they feel so angry because anger is their um, not self theme, right? And it's because they're not in alignment. And so if they knew about human design, they can start looking at some of those subconscious beliefs that they have. They obviously have programs that they're running on that tells them, you need to be quiet. You need to follow the rules. You're being too much, you know? And so without having to do so much work of trying to just like go in and figure out what could these limiting beliefs possibly be? What patterns could I possibly be running on? We know right away that they're running off of these programs of society telling them to go against their nature. And so it's so helpful, right? It cuts so much time off because we already can tell you, hey, as a manifester, these are probably the condition, the conditionings um, that you're here to the negative conditioning that you're here to break through in this lifetime. If we think about generators, right? Generators are here to really prioritize their joy. They're here to prioritize their satisfaction. They're here to be lit up by the food they eat and by the things that they're doing. And they're here to just have this like regenerative energy from doing things that they really love. But they might have some conditioning of like, oh, you're selfish if you're only prioritizing your satisfaction. No, you need to look out for other people. You need to put your needs on the back burner and take care of others first because that is like the good girl thing to do, right? So we can already see 
what some of their subconscious patterns are that generators are running on just based on how society treats people, right? And so that cuts down so much time too, instead of trying to figure out like, okay, I wonder why, I wonder why I am not prioritizing going to the gym. And then you start to see in their life, maybe they are prioritizing everyone else in their life. They're just not making time for the gym because they had this belief that they need to take care of everyone else first. So maybe they're staying really late at work to cover things that they honestly don't need to be covering. Maybe they are making sure that everything is done for their family first. And then it's so late in the day, they have no time to go to the gym because they're taking care of everybody else first because they're running off of these, this conditioning and these patterns that has been instilled in them that it's selfish to prioritize themselves. Right? So it's just so fun because like human design and gene keys cuts like kind of like all of the work in half because you can already see like what a lot of conditioning you're going to be running off of. Um, What's another example? If we look at, if we look at manifesting generators, right? Manifesting generators are incredible, multi-passionate souls who are here to really like do many things that they love, but they're also here to take shortcuts and to find the most efficient way to do things, right? So If we think about, I can think about manifesting generators being stuck in the coaching program that I was in for a year where we were told to only pick one thing. Like you guys need to pick one thing, like one program. And I get that there is so much, there's so much value in having a signature program, right? But if you tell a manifesting generator that they can only do one thing and they need to limit themselves for a whole year of only doing one thing, it's probably going to stifle their creativity. And it's also not going to let them pivot when they realize that that thing is no longer working, which is something that's really healthy for manifesting generators. Like It's good for them to quit things when they realize that oh, this is no longer exciting to me. This is no longer serving me. The worst thing they can do is try to stick something out and hope that that will later turn into satisfaction. Because one thing about sacral beings is a no or like a draining energy is never going to later turn into satisfaction. So there is no like, oh, let me just try to stick this out. Like, let me just try to like put in like five more months into this, maybe things will change. Like, no. So it's very like liberating and it's very aligned for manifesting generators to quit and to move on when things are just no longer feeling good. So if they're being conditioned or if they're being told in a program that they only can work on one thing, they need to stick it out, just see how it goes. It's kind of like going against their nature. And so a lot of manifesting generators also probably have a lot of subconscious beliefs and patterns that they're fickle or like they're, they give up too easily. You know, they might have that belief. And so that keeps them hold, holding on and trying to stick things out when it's just causing more dissatisfaction, frustration, and anger. And it's actually in their best interest to move on and allow their aura to open up to new possibilities and new things that are going to bring them a lot more joy and they're going to have a lot more satisfaction from. 
Okay, so now let's look at the centers, right? So like I said, if you have undefined centers, if they're white in your human design body graph, this is where we're really conditioned. Um, defined centers can also be conditioned but from their environment, but undefined centers are really like have more opportunity and more prone for um, negative conditioning. So let's say, for example, you have the solar plexus, the emotional center, right? If we have this undefined, we we don't have access or we don't have the emotional wave. So we're usually like at a pretty even, if we're by ourselves, we're usually at like a pretty even emotional state. But when we're in the auras of others, we actually are amplifying the emotions of others. So even though we're non-emotional beings, we actually have the tendency to be even more emotional than non-emotional beings because we're taking in and amplifying their energy. So it's like when we feel their anger, like we feel anger, we feel rage. When we feel someone's sadness, like we feel extreme sadness. When we feel their happiness, we feel very happy. It's like we're really amplifying this, right? Now, there is a tendency that we have as non-emotionals to avoid confrontation and truth because we feel how uncomfortable it feels to feel other people's emotions. It's like we don't want to feel that. So we have a tendency sometimes to avoid truth and we don't want to upset other people. We don't want to rock the boat. So there may be a subconscious pattern that we're running off of from when we were younger that says, it's not safe for me to express the truth to others. It's not safe for me to share how I really feel. We might have the subconscious belief of it's my responsibility how other people react from me being truthful. I'm responsible for other people's emotions. Therefore, I am not going to be honest and I'm not going to share my true self because I don't want to upset them. Right? When we really know that logically, we know that we are not responsible for anybody else's emotions. We're only responsible for how we react to others. And so, you know, it is in our highest self, it is in our highest truth to be honest and truthful with people and be transparent and allow them to react how they will. But if we have this subconscious belief that is telling us, oh, I believe I am responsible for other people's emotions, it's only going to strengthen that not self theme of avoiding truth because we just do, it's uncomfortable. We don't want to feel, we don't want to feel it, right? So can you see how understanding the centers is almost like a shortcut to know this about yourself. Another example, let's say you have an undefined heart or ego center, which is all about willpower, right? So oftentimes when we have this undefined, we feel this need that we need to prove something. We, we feel this need to always need to improve on ourselves or to prove our worthiness, um, to prove that we're good enough, right? So maybe we have a subconscious belief of like, oh, I'm only worthy when I get straight A's. I'm only worthy when I lose 20 pounds. I'm only worthy when I'm at a certain weight. I'm only worthy when I'm contributing X, Y, and Z. I'm only worthy when I'm going above and beyond at work and blah, 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 right? So it's like those could be subconscious beliefs about ourselves that we don't even realize that are running. But because we can look at that center in our human design and know, hey, I have an undefined ego or, or um, heart center. So that means that usually I sometimes feel like I have something to prove or improve on because we know that that's the not self theme. That's the conditioning that we're used to. So it kind of can just make us 
cut things, like I said, cut things in half and go right to that. And then we can start, you know, doing the introspective work. Or if you're working with a coach or if you're getting a reading, this is something that your coach or, you know, reader can bring up to you. And and it can really help you if, depending on what you have going on in your life. So it's just like so fascinating to me. Um, What's another great, uh, oh, okay. This is another great one that I just thought of. Uh, Root center. Say you have the undefined root, which is all about like ambition, adrenaline, drive, right? So oftentimes when we have undefined roots or open roots, we feel like we're in a hurry to get everything done because we want to be relieved of the pressure. Okay. So if you're someone who is always feeling like you have so much pressure to just like hurry up. Like you have this to-do list that is like a mile long. And no matter how many things you cross off, you feel like you've never done enough. And you're in such a hurry to figure out your purpose. You're in such a hurry to have everything figured out and to have your dream career and to have the perfect relationship. And like, you just can never rest because you're in such a hurry and you have so much pressure to do all this stuff. Right? So We can go in and start to look at what are those subconscious beliefs that you have? Where and when did you, did you adopt the belief that you need to hurry up, that you need to have everything figured out, that you're only successful if you have your whole life figured out by this age, right? I know for me, when I look back, I used to have a belief that this is when I was much younger, but I used to have a belief that, oh, by the time I'm 24, I'm going to be married and have kids. I don't know why 24, but I always just thought like 24 is going to be the time. And, you know, now I'm 34. Hey, that's actually kind of a funny example because now it's 10 years later. I'm 34 now. I'm not married. I don't have children. And luckily I have broken free of that belief and I've broken free of this like matrix idea of like what success looks like. And I no longer think or feel pressure to be married or to have kids in order to be successful or to be happy. Like I don't have those beliefs anymore, but that's something I used to have. That's something that I was used to be running on, which would make me feel like where I'm at now in my life, it's not good enough. That could be why I feel like right now I felt like I need to hurry up and find my purpose, right? So it's just so cool because when you look at your human design, there's so many clues into what these programs you could be running on. And then we can do the work of going in and changing those programs. So you no longer feel this pressure. So you no longer feel this unworthiness. So you no longer feel this self-sabotage when you want to actually go after your goals and your dreams which is so exciting. So that's one place that I really love to look. Um, Another place that I love to look at is my gene keys. So your gene keys are incredible because again, this like fast tracks this process so fast because your gene keys are essentially a path of like your hero's hero's journey for the different challenges and breakthroughs that you're going to have in this lifetime. So essentially there's three paths that all of us are kind of always going down or will go down in our lifetime. And the way that we experience these is going like these main milestones are going to be different for every person. So the first path is really understanding our four prime gifts. This is the activation sequence, which tells us our four prime gifts. And it really tells us like what our purpose is, right? And so at each little stop on this path, you could say, we have certain shadow frequencies and we have certain gift frequencies and we have certain enlightened states. And if we look at our shadow frequencies, that is going to give us major clues into what subconscious 
beliefs we are running off of. So let me give you an example. This is something I was actually looking at this weekend and really contemplating is, which one do I want to tell you guys about? So I was kind of re-contemplating this weekend. I was doing my Venus sequence. It's all about like love and relationships. Um, oh, okay. Let's look at, okay. So we'll look at the sphere of attraction. So all of us are going to essentially traverse the Venus sequence, okay, in our lifetime, which is this pathway of opening our hearts to love, right? It's how can we reopen our hearts from heartbreak? Where How can we keep our hearts open no matter what to love? And then eventually we can move into the pearl sequence, which is all about, okay, now that I have transformed my biggest core wound, how can I share this with the world and how can I be paid abundantly for my gifts and like it's business and career through service okay that's that's that path but if we're looking at the Venus sequence I was really contemplating my sphere of attraction so our sphere of attraction is really this frequency of how do we attract our our basically like people into our life this can be relationships partners um, teachers, peers, coworkers, friends. It's like, how are we attracting people into our life? It's basically like this attraction field that we have around us. And we can either be in the shadow frequency, which is like the victimized state. And if we're in that frequency, we're going to be attracting people and it's going to be leading us into more drama. It's kind of like when someone dates the same person over and over again, it's like a different guy, but the same like toxic traits it's like they're or like it's the same it's like the same um toxicity keeps showing up but a different person is because they're probably attracting someone from their shadow right but when we step into the gift frequency we can start attracting people they're going to help us live out our dharma so it's like dharma versus drama are we going to continue attracting relationships that lead us into more drama you know, more unease, dissatisfaction, or are we going to step into our gift frequency and really attract the people that we need to help us move on in our dharma in this lifetime? So the one that I was contemplating is my gene key 41. And let me just pull it up so I can just have it here because this is like super fascinating. And this really does show my subconscious like some subconscious beliefs that I had that I didn't even realize so my doo, doo, doo. okay we're doing 37 okay so my attraction sphere is gene key 37 which is called family alchemy now the shadow or the the victim frequency is weakness Okay, the gift is equality, the city is tenderness. What does this mean? So the weakness, if we really look at it, what the Shinki is about is it's about feminine and masculine energy. And it's about yin and yin and yang energy. And it's about when we are in this shadow of weakness, it's almost like I am putting other people on a pedestal. It's like I feel like I am less than as a woman. And so I am putting 
whether it's male, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a man because this, this has happened so many times in my life too with women. But it's like, if I'm attracting people from this frequency, it's almost like I am, I am perceived as weaker and not as strong as this person. So that's, what's going to keep me looping in this drama. Right. And so I think about it like this with my ex-boyfriend, for example, if I felt weaker than him, it's like no matter what drama and what toxicity kept coming up, I never felt strong enough to move on. It was almost like, well, I still need this person because I'm weaker than them and I still need them, right? Or when I think about this also showed up when I was younger. I just had this, this, this actually came up when I was contemplating this, this weekend. I remember when I was younger and my, we would go visit my grandparents and all of my like family hunts, they're like hunters. And I remember I always wanted to go with the guys and like go hunting. And my dad would be like, no, you need to stay here. Like with your grandma and your aunts, like stay with the girls. And so that's like this subconscious belief that I have of like, oh, like women don't hunt. Like men are stronger women aren't good enough to hunt. Like women stay at home, they cook, they're preparing the dinner. Like they're not strong enough to go hunting. And so that was at a very young age that I had that experience. And so I internalized that. And, you know, when I was a child and I was very innocent and like excited for life, I wanted to go. I wanted to go and like be a part of the hunting. I thought it would be so fun. I mean, now I'm glad I didn't because I wouldn't want to like kill animals. (laughs) I don't think that would be fun, but I, it was just something that I really wanted to do. And to see that I wasn't able to, especially from like an authority figure from a dad, it created this subconscious idea of like, oh yeah, I'm a woman. I'm supposed to stay in the home. I'm not supposed to do these other like manly sports. And so that created this weakness, which is this shadow, right? And so the shadow of this, um, gene key is actually what, like a lot of religion and the patriarchy is built on is built on this idea of like women are weaker they're inferior than men men are stronger right which we know that's not true but that's just something that I internalized and so that's a subconscious program that I have been running for a long time until I really started like looking at that and so I think that impacted a lot of things for me like I never felt like I was strong enough to lift weights I never felt like I was strong enough to carry things if somebody like I would almost make myself weaker in situations so that other people could other guys could take charge and do things for me because I felt like oh I'm a woman like I'm not capable I'm not strong enough to do that which is just complete bs and what's really cool is when we look at um the other thing that I will say about this too is it's also um it's not even just like being fit. It's not about being physically strong or not feeling like I'm physically strong, but it's about being like being supported. It's almost like, oh, I feel like I need to be weaker so I can be supported by this person. Right. Which is not good. Um, and the repressive nature of this is like it tends to be like inauthentic giving. So it's people that feel like they're really ruled by their emotions Um, and so they don't really have like the strength, the inner strength to take a stand for themselves. So their emotions can be very like fickle and overwhelming. And so these people have the tendency to over process at the emotional level, which leaves it draining for other people to be around them. 
And these types of people are actually addicted to emotional states as a means of repressing their deeper fears. And then the reactive nature is cruel. And so this is where these people become hardened around their heart until they entirely forget what love feels like. And these people tend to see others as over-sentimental and are willing to take advantage of their good nature. So... The gift, when we can move into the gift, the other, sorry, I will also say, speak on this real quick. The other way where I notice this is like, say if I was to um, hire a coach, right? And I am hiring them from this field, this attraction field of feeling weaker than them. Like I'm putting them on a pedestal. I feel like I need them. I feel like they're going to solve all my problems. I feel like they're stronger than me. And I'm just like not as good as them. So it's like, oh, if I work with them, maybe they will fix all my problems that is only going to lead to more weakness. It's only going to lead to more of the thing that we don't want, right? Whereas if I was to hire a coach from the gift frequency, so if I was in my attraction sphere of, which in this case is equality, okay? So equality is that we believe that we truly are the same as others, right? And it doesn't mean that yeah, it's truly like, oh, I am truly equal. I am the same. Then if I was to attract a business coach there where it's like, oh, I don't think you're above me. I don't think you're on a pedestal. I literally think you're so cool. And you just know more than me about this particular topic. I can't wait to pick your brain, get your expertise. This is going to help me grow. I don't need you. You're not going to save my life. Um, that's going to be a completely different relationship. And I'm so excited because I've had both experiences, right? So I've had the coaches that just left me feeling more weak and it didn't help me grow at all. And that's not their fault. I was attracting that relationship. That was me. That was me being in my victim state, attracting them into my life. And so it's kind of like we just, we reap what we sow. It's like what we attract is because we're attracting it from our attraction sphere. Now I work with really badass cool people and it's so freaking fun. Like where I'm learning Akashic records from, where I'm learning about the gene keys. It's like these people, I don't, I've never saw them on a pedestal. I never saw myself as weaker than them. I always saw them as equals and just like experts in their field where I'm an expert in my field. And it's like, now I want to take their knowledge and like learn from them and just sharpen my skills and grow exponentially. And it's been so fun. And so I highly recommend like, and I would have never like known this about myself until I really started doing like, I honestly don't know if I would have ever figured that out until I read the gene keys. Like when I read the gene keys, I was like, oh my God, that explains it. And, and I, I found about I found out about this after I've already experienced both. So you don't need to know what your gene keys are in order to move from the victim state to the gift. It is you. These are your codes. You're going to be going in and out of the victim, the shadow state, the gift, and the enlightened state your whole life, even if you never knew what the gene keys were, because these are your unique codes. It just helps so much to know what they are because it puts a name to the experiences that you're having. It's giving you a name to the subconscious patterns that you're running off of so that you can go in and change them. So it's just freaking fascinating. Like it's so fun. And then, yeah. So when I think about my relationships now, again, from this like equality state, it's like everything is just, it's like I'm attracting my tribe and I'm, I'm no longer in the Dharma. I'm not spiraling in, I'm sorry, I'm no longer in the drama. I'm not spiraling in this drama because I'm not attracting partners who I feel weaker than 
And so I'm not getting this like love and equality that I want. It's like now I'm in a relationship where we are equals and we both are have growth mindsets. We're both, you know, aspiring to be our highest selves. And there's this equality there. No one feels like I'm, I'm not putting this person on a pedestal. So I'm able to be my authentic self. I'm able to be truthful and honest and transparent and share things and not feel like I have to hide things because I'm so scared they're going to leave me. It's like, no, I'm my full truest self because I see myself as an equal in this person. Same thing with um, friendships. It's like, oh, my friendships are so incredible that I'm having because it's like, I see them as equals. So it's like really fun contemplating your attraction sphere because you can really see how you're attracting these people in your life. It's really awesome. And that's the same thing too. When I think about the clients that I want to have, like, and my clients, my ideal clients that I get, you know, that sign up for readings and it's like, they are my equals. Like I'm not there. I'm not seeing them as weaker than me. I'm not seeing me as weaker than them. I'm not putting them on a pedestal. They're not putting me on a pedestal. It's literally like my equals where they just see something in me that maybe they want to know more about human design, gene keys, consciousness, like subconscious work, whatever it is, you know, Akashic records. It's like, we are both really cool, badass people that just like, they can learn from me something and then I can learn from them something. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just really, really fun. It's really fun because I'm attracting clients who are also obsessed with personal growth and development. They're obsessed with spirituality. So it's not hard. It's not like I have to like teach them or try to, um, convince them of anything, which I think is everybody's biggest nightmare, especially when like you're doing the spiritual work. It's like, you don't want to have to work with someone who you're convincing to believe in magic. It's like they already believe in magic and now you're showing them the, the tricks and how to access it. Like it's so much fun. So yeah. And then just really quickly, the, um, Cidic state, which is the enlightened state of this 37 gene key is tenderness. And so tenderness is like this really like beautiful feminine, like motherly archetype essence. Um, and it says the lamb has a deep symbolism with our coming age because it represents the spirit of surrender to an overwhelming inner power. The sacrifice of the land corresponds to the giving up of identification with outmoded outlooks and the embrace of a wider reality that lies beyond our current view. So basically it's like, it's basically like giving up um, this outdated view, right? Of like women are being less than men or like less strong. And again, this doesn't, this is like also the shadow state is like over identifying with gender. Like we don't have to even over identify with gender. It's more of the masculine and feminine energies, not male and female, but it's like, it just shows up like that in our current reality of like the patriarchy and like it shows up in gender roles, but when you move into the Cidic state, it's not about gender. It's like, we're not being a victim to gender either. It's really this balance, this inner marriage balance of the yin and yang energies, which is in each human, which is really freaking beautiful. So yeah, that's, so again, that's how you can kind of just like an example of a contemplation I had this weekend, but you can really look at your gene keys and look at the shadow states and then see like, oh, that helps bring up some subconscious patterns that you've had, which is really fun. Another really cool thing about the Venus sequence is when you get into the IQ, EQ, and SQ, which is the um, intellectual, so like mental, 
emotional and spiritual um, intelligences, those were imprinted and in seven year cycles when you're when you were in your mom's womb. So those patterns were imprinted before you were born and then they ex- they really like express themselves in seven year cycles which you'll see. So that's really cool too because a lot of subconscious patterns are experiences that we go through when we're younger and it's just like imprinted on us. Like the subconscious is still forming. Um I believe it forms up until 7 years old. Okay, yeah. So from when we're born until about seven or eight years old, the subconscious is formed. And it's the foundation of your preset beliefs and perceptions based on the people around you, the music you listen to, and the TV shows and movies you watch. Oh, okay. This this episode's already getting way too long, so I'm not gonna go into this, but another contemplation I was doing this weekend um was about my IQ in my Venus sequence. And it's all about like the shadow of it is um fantasy. And it's, it's crazy because I really did used to view myself like I was watching a movie, but like I would view my life as if I was characters and movies and like TV shows I was watching. And it was almost like in this like fantasy outlook to where I was not being realistic with myself at all. And the IQ is all about like the mental, the mental patterns that we create to keep our heart safe and to keep our heart protected. Um, and but it's not a good thing. (laughs) So it's like, once we can break through, um, these, once we can really understand the coping mechanisms that our mind had to protect our heart, we can break through them and get to the gift in the enlightened states. But anyways, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, the other really cool thing with Akashic records, like I, I said, I think I mentioned earlier is, um, we can go in and we can do past lives. We can look at, like what do subconscious beliefs do you have from past lives? We can look at, um, we can just completely by, bypass the ego and talk to the subconscious mind. We can look at, like I said, the future potentials. We can do guided meditations. We can connect to the higher self. We can connect to your guides. We can connect to beings of light, um, ascended masters, and really just figure out what's going on at the subconscious level and reprogram it so that you can step into this highest timeline. And that's what's really cool about working with the subconscious mind is it's really changing our identity. When we change our identity, when we change who we are and really step into the person we want to become and realize that just by becoming that person today is going to change our future tomorrow is the most important thing. And so it's really important to get the subconscious mind in line with the new beliefs and the new things that we want to do. So I hope this episode made sense. I hope that it resonated. And I really just hope that you get from it that I don't want you to feel bad if there are certain goals, certain dreams that you have that you keep pushing away and you just don't understand why you're self-sabotaging. You feel like you you're making up stories about yourself, about like why you can't do it, that you're lazy, that you're not motivated, that you're not disciplined, that you just for some reason aren't like other people. You can't have the life that you love. I want you to know that that is all not true. It is. It makes so much sense. It makes so much sense of why you're not living the dreams 
and having like completing the goals because your subconscious mind just isn't on board and that's not your fault but it's really good information to have because we can go in and we can change the subconscious mind okay so again there's so many tools to do this there are so many ways they can work with coaches there's like you can google this on youtube you can find different practices there's hypnosis there's eft tapping again (laughs) again one of the things that you know i really love to do is human design and gene keys readings because this literally can tell us so much about probably what's going on in the subconscious mind and then I'm so excited when I'll be offering the Akashic Records to go even deeper to do guided meditations to really change the subconscious mind um and I'm also creating really fun um really fun tools to go along with people who want some additional work after readings. So if you're listening and you've had a reading with me before and there's something that you've been wanting to do and there's something that you've been wanting to change, maybe it's something that you've been wanting to pursue on your purpose journey, your fitness journey, whatever it is. And you're like, gosh, Alyssa, like I had such a good reading with you. I was so motivated and excited with like the gifts that I have. But for some reason, like I just can't move forward with this goal I have. Reach out to me because I... I'm so excited to do this work and I have something really cool I'm creating to where we can work with the subconscious mind to get you on track with your goals. Like, so it'll be specifically something to just help you with a goal that you have. If it's something that you realize from a reading you've had with me, if you've never had a reading yet and you want a book, I'll put all, all the links in the show notes so that you can book in with me. If you aren't sure what reading would be best for you, just send me a DM on Instagram we can talk about it. Let me know what you're working on or what you are excited or what you need help on or what you want some cool insights on. And we can see what reading would be perfect for you. And then, like I said last time, guys, if you heard, if you caught the last episode, um, I am creating a way to reach out to you or for you to reach out to me. If you would like to have a reading live, not live, it's not going to be live, but if you would like to have a gene keys or human design reading, um, that I can post to the podcast. So it it's not live. It's live with me, but it's not a live podcast. Like there's not gonna be an audience there, but it will be posted to the podcast because I think it would be so fun to have everyone's eyes on the wall, watching, listening, seeing how a reading goes. Um, because like I said, until you experience it, you don't really know what to expect. And when you listen to other people's breakthroughs, even though you don't have the same design as them, or you might not have the exact same gene keys, we can learn from all of them. Like it's very transformational. It's very healing for everyone who listens. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned um, or send me a DM. Just ask me about it um, because I'm coming up with a system on how to set that up and schedule it. So I'm really, really excited. It's going to be for a very limited amount of people. I'll probably only do like three. Um, But yeah, so stay tuned for that. And yeah, if you want to book a reading, you guys can see the show notes. Okay. So I hope you have the absolute best week. I hope this was helpful and I will see you guys next week. Oh, sorry. One more thing I did want to say. Oh my gosh, you guys. So this last week I had the workshop for Emily, the mystics 
um, community and I walked them through the Venus sequence. And so it was really freaking fun and interactive because I taught them about the gene keys and then we did a really interactive exercise where I guided them through their own Venus sequence. So if you want to learn more about this, but you're not really ready to invest in a one-to-one reading, you can still purchase this workshop. I'll put the link in the show notes below. Um, what you're at, it's $44. So what you're actually purchasing is access to Emily the Mystics membership. So it is a month-long reoccurring subscription. You can cancel anytime. But if you just want to check out like that workshop and learn more about the Venus sequence and actually be guided through your sequence, so you can look at your um, shadow, gift, and city frequencies, it is really fun. Like it is very fun and interactive. It's only $44 and that gives you access to her full subscription, like web, um, community. So you can go through and look at her meditation library. Um, she's so fun. She is an Akashic records, um, reader. She's a channeler. She's a medium. She does so much fun stuff. Um, And so I would really check that out. And then you also have access to like all of her other, um, she does like moon ceremonies. She has her other workshops. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to give that to you. I just want to let you guys know because that is a really fun way to access the workshop that we did at a really good price. Um, So I'll put that in the show notes as well. And I think that's it for all of the announcements. I hope you guys have an incredible week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here and listening, beauty. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review and share the episode with a friend who you know will love it. We can connect further on Instagram at I am Alyssa May. So come say hello, leave a comment of your favorite takeaway on my most recent post, and I cannot wait to connect. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time. Bye.